So how did how did Jim talk you into coming back, Robert? Well, I was the last minute call up. You know, I always <laughs> felt important. Like, who dropped out? Jim? No, you're the you're the strong eighth inning guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the last minute call. You, no, you, you don't want to call him. Hey man, I got a ticket. <laughs> Half hour before the game, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. I, I forgot I had it. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know I was going tonight. Then all of a sudden. No, I told him what happened. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't mind filling in. It's going to work out. It's going to be better. I don't need any warm ups. Just bring me in. All right. So, today we're going to start the show with a quote from Adam. Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Adam alone. (laughs) I love Adam. Uh, We're going to start the show with a quote from Henry Ford today. So, you guys heard of him? I think so, yeah. (laughs) And what did he invent, Jim? Lip balm. He's the anti-Semite, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, we're just getting deeper. All right, anyways, Henry Ford said, I know half of my advertising budget works. I just don't know which half. Which so, which half. Yeah, so how do you know? Um, how is everyone measuring their marketing efforts? So the, the topic <laughs> for, today's, <laughs> for today's episode of the Marketing Tools podcast is measurement. I'm Mike Broadwell. I'm here with Jim Bentley. We are the Marketing Tools, and our guest is Robert Cahill from Northwestern Tech. Cahill Media. Cahill Media. He's done everything from sports sponsorships to TV, radio, internet. What haven't you done? I can't think of anything right now. I was going to name something, but I bet he's done that too. I don't do a lot of mailers, but you know, for the most part, I've done just about everything. Yeah. So our goal for every show is just to give you one actionable concept that can help you improve your marketing efforts. And um, today, hopefully, we're going to help you figure out how to measure your results. So um, let's start with uh, the definition like we always do. Okay. You want me to start? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'll give the Urban Dic- Dictionary definition like we usually do. I think the and other ones suck anyway. So yeah, go boy. ahead. I'm going to regret this one. So measurements, according to Urban Dictionary, is falsifying the size of one's penis to give the impression you have a big one. <laughs> That's what marketing tools means. <laughs> <laughs> so used in a sentence, guy, eight inches flaccid, girl. Those are just measurements. You're actually about three erect. <laughs> I like that. It's a good, a good. It it paints a picture. That's for sure. Hashtag dick. Hashtag measurements. Hashtag bragging. Hashtag penis size. <laughs> I think we all know what measurement is. All right. <laughs> so you're not even going to bother with the. No, no, no. Because it uses the word measure in it anyway. So I'm not even going to bother. One of those damn definitions. Yeah, a unit or system of measuring. Well, no shit. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the tie-in is that the advertising guys out there got to figure out how to <laughs> fake the numbers. To, yeah, to bring right. to their client to justify <laughs> his job. Exactly, that's what every that's what all of us in marketing are constantly trying to do. Tell them, tell everyone it's bigger than it is. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's working. We can't stop the marketing. Yep. It's true though, right? Yep. Well, so you can kind of measure ROI with a direct response campaign. You know, all those things you see on TV, call now and get this, get the flex seal, like we've talked about before, whatever right. it is. Um, but you know, there's old-fashioned ways of doing measurements, like counting door swings. But uh, Robert, can you tell us about some versions, uh, you know, how like you came up with a way of measuring your web page traffic? Well, no, that's, that you could use that with Google Analytics. Anybody could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing that I've done and um, any business owner, uh, client facing marketing person that's actually working for the client uh, should really look at the biggest thing for me. And people ask me this all the time. What's your KPI? What, what key measuring, whatever the hell KPI stands yeah. for, <laughs> but you get on the phone with some marketing guy that, you know, sounds smart, wants to sound smart. Yeah. What's your KPI? My, for me, just like you said, it's what is the ROI on that thing? Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and where a lot of digital advertisers, 
uh, fall short or any advertiser uh, that is trying to measure something is they bring it right to the, the, the point of it being a lead and they say, look, I did my job. I, I brought you a lead. I, you, you gave me yep. this much money and I brought you X amount of leads. Um, <clears throat> I had an experience years ago where for two years I'm looking at these results going, man, they're, they're kicking ass. Like they're doing great mm-hmm. until I put in a system to take what those leads were and then actually follow it through to being a customer. And I said, and, and I finally realized that a lead isn't a lead isn't a lead, right? Yeah. Like the leads that they were generating were closing at like a 5% clip where my TV and radio are closer to 20 or 25%. So you're really talking four or five times right. a, a, at a better closing rate. And, and that, that ROI just wasn't factored in to the results that they were giving me. So how did you, how did you go from, you know, knowing that the percentage that was coming through without the TV and radio to, to knowing that these were coming from TV and radio? So we, we were able to track, like anybody probably can as best they can, is we had a system of just measuring, okay, here's how many TV leads, whether it's just the person on the phone going, you know, how'd you hear about us? Yeah, you know, which TV, I hate. I, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, so like... Henry Ford is still, that, that quote's still pretty much true, is that we're yeah. all still guessing to a point, right? We're, digital is really helping us, and they can obviously track the best. If you click on an ad on Facebook, and it brings you to your website, and you fill out the form, through Google Analytics, it's really easy to tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's where the digital advertiser says, oh, I did my job, I'm done, I'm going to go on to the next one. Right, and they're trying to take credit for every lead, well, right? Yeah, they're taking credit for it, and there's, who knows what brought them to that Facebook page, you know, so all of these things can, can factor into it, but what was astonishing to me is when I actually got a system in place and, and most uh, CRMs can do that these days. I use a, a system called Velocify that's very uh, specific towards my needs at, at, the, at the school. Um, but I was able to real easily track, here's all my TV leads, here's all my radio leads, and what are these leads are actually becoming students. Right. And that's where, you know, the rubber meets the road, right? There's where your ROI is. Well, Again. there's no telling, too, from Facebook if they didn't hear it on the radio, see it on the TV, or those things all go together. What I always would love to know is, well, what the hell drove you to searching that in the first place? And you are, re- <laughs> exactly. and you are relying on people to self-report correctly. Self-report, but so. you can't. There's there's a, no, how else do you do it with TV and radio? How else do you do it right. other than, that, and the biggest thing I do, and it's easier for me as a smaller business, one location, um, is you can look at, everything you're doing in totality, how much money you're spending year over year or month over month, or, you know, and you can look at it from a holistic standpoint and say, whatever mix I've got going on seems to be the right mix. And you, you know, test things and, and, and theorize and yeah, change and see things, if things but bump or they drop. And sometimes to, they might hear part of the ad or see part of the ad on TV and think, Oh, I, I want to go check out that HVAC school. I can't remember. So they just type in HVAC school, and HVAC then it's, school or it's a search. Hot chicken HVAC commercial. I get, <laughs> yeah, I, I get to see all the results on my end. It's interesting how people. Find oh, you see what people are searching in the key, the keywords, yeah, right? Yeah, so I actually cool. have a, a system to actually see what people are actually searching for that dr- drives them to the website. I wonder but, if they ever yes. remember the show they were watching, but not the product. <laughs> Probably and, yeah, and try and search well, it and that's that way. The, that's the great thing is people will be like to your point about user generated and how you know wrong they are. Uh, I see advertising people all the time. It's like, oh, I saw your ad on Channel X. It's like, I haven't ran ads there in, yeah. in two <laughs> years, right, man. At least. But, well, it, it, people don't remember everything. Yeah. They, they remember seeing the ad, obviously. They saw it somewhere, and they usually listen to this or watch this. So that's probably where they saw it, they think. So nowadays, do you, do you see, Robert, that, that do you need to track call volume, or is that there almost everyone searches you first on Google before they call? So what's or, really interesting there... Um, forever. I always 
thought that I'd much rather get somebody to call me rather than fill out a form. Yeah. I mean, just it you want to be able to. It gives my admissions person a you know a, 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 touch, a chance right? to talk to them. Yeah. They can answer questions and they can tell if they're you know a real uh, lead or how you know they can really gauge their interest. Can judge. Yeah, exactly. What's been amazing to me is that finally I've been able to see that the form lead actually becomes a student at a higher rate than the person that that makes a phone call. Really. And it blows huh. my mind. I, so the only thing I can think is that person is like they're calling, they're asking a few questions, and and they're moving on. Where the person on the website again has had to read, they've had to, they've gone through a process, they've done a lot more research. Well, they gave their information rather than the, they've given you their, their information. They feel like they're invested rather than the person that just saw the phone number, clicked the call, or you know dialed the number. Mm-hmm. These days, just click the call, well, right? So I, I I used to make on my website my phone number really big, click to call like yeah. I want those phone calls way more than the I've I've lo- I've made it small. You can still find it it's still there to click. Uh, it's just amazing that the person that actually fills out the form has a, so to your point, no, <laughs> like yeah, that, well, I, not really. In my mind, that may have to do with age. The person, the younger person, is just going to be more apt to. They're not gonna. They don't want to make a phone call. They don't want to no. ask questions. They want to do it anonymously. Well, just as much as my leads have gone from desktop to mobile, from like you know an eighty twenty split one way to being eighty twenty the other way, ninety yeah. ten, ninety uh, percent of our leads are coming in from a mobile phone over huh. a desktop or something like that. Yeah. Um, the same thing is true with phone calls over website leads. Three years it was maybe fifty fifty or something like that. Now it's you know ninety ten. Huh. Um, even old old it's older people. It's right. still. <laughs> Talking about Google Analytics, there's a tool that I know, um, Jim, you've used a lot mm-hmm. This uh, that we have at Beasley. It's called Beasley Analytics. Um, they're connected to a company called Analytic Owl that does stuff for everybody else. Um, so they basically connect to your Google Analytics and they match up when a commercial runs for you and how, many, how much traffic comes to your website. What have you seen with that? How has it worked? I know, Robert, you've looked at some of the results. You can yeah. tell how your copy works. And so that's what I've looked at it from for the most part is trying to get a gauge of which ads are working better mm-hmm. than other ads. Northwestern Tech had ads running for about a year. Yeah. And then we were going to switch How many them different pieces of copy were they running? Three. Three different. So you were able to, through the analytics, look at which piece of copy was driving more search results? Correct. Including including whether they were live reads or whatever. So, so what it does is it knows if someone visited that site within a short period of time after that was read. So it's able to judge... Okay, this there's a pretty good chance that it came from this. Right. Um, so that is one way to give to attribute some results to your radio and your TV outside of just form fills. And obviously, yeah. yeah. And obviously, there's still going to be a margin for error. Of course, always yeah. with with almost everything. But yeah. you're able to tell. I was able to see that these two pieces of copy were performing much better than the other one. So I was able to, even though in my mind that one may have been the best one, it was. Hey, it right. doesn't seem to be generating as much. Let's create something new, create some new copy, and get rid of that one. Well, and that's the great thing about this analytic tool that Beasley has is you can you might think, oh, I have this piece of copy that's really clever and really creative, and it's going to work great. But then you can look at the analytics, and maybe you find out the copy that's simple, straight to the point. A lot of times, the tens drive more search than a sixty. Not always, but sometimes, right? <clears throat> some of those tens that I run uh, do do very well, which is. Interesting and surprising. Yeah. It is, yeah. So I guess our tip of the week this week is you can't look at just one metric. It's so it's so complicated. Um, there's so much more to take into account that when you're spending your marketing dollars, 
um, if, you, if you're doing it right, you're going to have long-term benefits. So if you're trying a branding campaign, you can't look at something just over a month or a week. It needs to be done over a course of a long period of time. Right. Um, even a, there was a local bar that was advertising with us a, a while ago. And the guy, his, his philosophy, I thought was the best I've ever heard. He's like, he's like I'm just going to commit to this money. It was like $100,000 plus, which was a ton of money for yeah. a bar owner. He goes, I'm just going to drop it on the station, let it run for a year, and then I'm going to look at my business year over year. Yeah, and, and not stress over it from week to week. Yep. He just put it in his month. budget, let it go. Oh, who's that? I want to talk to him. I'll give you his right phone now. number after. I got it. <laughs> no, that, but in, in some of this, Mike, I feel like we're – a lot of small business owners maybe don't have that budget to be on different mediums. Right. Um, and and I th- it's great when, you, when you're able to work with someone and, and, you know, you're trying to come up with a solution to get them more leads, more clients, and they're on television, they're on radio, they're in right. print, they're, they're everywhere, they're digital. You know, then it, that's, it makes my job so much easier. Yeah, because they can't measure you anymore. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> Eight inches flaccid. So forget all these fancy marketing guys with their KPIs and their PIs and all that other stuff. Yeah. And, and part of part of your job or, or people answering the phones or taking you know the leads is to convert it, obviously. But at the same time, if they're giving you people a ton of leads that they have no no chance, no interest, they just fit within your with your supposed demographic. You know, that's it's not really worth anything. They have to be. You have to go deeper with that person's lifestyle, not just their age. And even with the, and the PI, by the way, for the people that don't know, stands for per inquiry. Yeah. Um, for even for the per inquiry advertisers, I wonder about some of them because we work with one, and I'm not going to say who it is, but it's a product that is also sold at Bed Bath and Beyond, okay. <laughs> and they require us to deliver on the radio a four to one return on investment. And so they'll look every week at, okay, we spent $1,000, so we needed to do 4000 in sales, just to use round numbers. Mm-hmm. And some weeks, you don't hit the exact 4 to 1. Some weeks, you're a little better. Some weeks, you're a little worse. And then they want sure. you to make up for it if you didn't hit the 4 to 1. Right. But how, well, do they how give do you credit when you're at 5 to 1? Six to one. Do you get well, an extra Yeah, I mean, they point? average it out. But, okay. So they're <laughs> fair on that. But how, how do we know how many sales we drove at Bed Bath & Beyond for the exact same product that they're yeah. pushing on the... Well, and that's the, <laughs> that's the bullshit, right? I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah. That's why stations don't, you have one or something like that. You, you, you do it when yeah. you need to and you've got nothing else really right. going. So, uh, well, anyway, let's look at some real-life examples now in uh, our segment that we call Marketing Brilliance, Blurs, and Boners. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start with uh, Netflix. Okay, I love Netflix. So Netflix is usually a savvy marketer, but um, they put out this uh, movie called The Christmas Prince. And then they tried to copycat a campaign that was done by Spotify. And I don't know what the, exactly the Spotify campaign was, but the tweet they sent was, to the 53 people who have watched A Christmas Prince every day for the past 18 days, who hurt you? Question mark. What? I didn't see the, Did either of you guys see The Christmas <laughs> they're kind, Prince? They're kind of shaming no. their, their, their best fan. <laughs> Isn't that a weird tweet? I know. Yeah, hey, you 53 <laughs> I, people that are doing a great what's thing. What's funny is I remember... <laughs> The Spotify one, actually seeing it because it kind of went viral. I forget what it said, but it was like to whoever is listening to Nickelback yeah. for, for you know yeah. on repeat for the last ten days. I don't know if it was who hurry, but it was something. <laughs> yeah, um, interesting. So Netflix tried to jump on that bandwagon of so, and of course, so the, these people that had been watching it, they thought it was super creepy. 
that they know? That they know. Oh, that Netflix. Well, of course they know. What do they? Yeah. The, the metrics Netflix has is nuts. Oh yeah. It's, it's so and it made me think of the. Did you see Black Mirror? Or do you yeah, ever watch yeah, that show? Yes. Bandersnatch, did you see that? No. Where it's the pick your own adventure? Yes, I saw that. And oh. as I was yes, doing yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, I, they know exactly what I'm picking. They're gonna, <clears> and sure enough, within a month, they came out with the the most chosen um, version of that. And yeah. everything and all that stuff and how to... I didn't look at that, but yeah. It, was, it, it I took mean, me too long to get through it. that. I tapped out. I was like, this is... Yeah, see, I like the show, so I stuck with it. And The things that's interesting to me is how TV state... Uh, how TV shows have been picked forever. It's just like, yeah, the ratings aren't very good. Well, Netflix actually has like real metrics to look at and say like, okay, Punisher is not yeah, yeah. performing at a level. It costs way too much for, for the amount of people that are watching. We got to cancel it. But like, couldn't TV do the same thing? They have to know. I know there's a rating system, but especially now digitally, shouldn't they... Shouldn't a TV station Who knows know, they know how they pick many horrible times? shows, so... Well, they, yeah, they, they definitely know if you're watching it on demand, but I think yeah. on the terrestrial... Nielsen's as good as Nielsen's always been. Yeah. Yeah. Nielsen's Nielsen. God, there's got to be a better way. But the best at Netflix always that I read about Netflix is they can tell how many episodes it takes for you to finish the whole series. So, for example. Hours, you mean? Or days? If you you watch two episodes of The Walking Dead or, or what's the show when he's in Albuquerque? What's that? Break, if oh, you Breaking watch, Bad? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the set. If you watch two episodes of Breaking Bad, you have like a 90% chance of, of watching oh, the entire watching series. every episode. Really? Where other shows, you need to watch like six episodes. Yeah. To get hooked. To get hooked. Like the hook factor, on which is really interesting that they're looking at it that deeply. Well, and they should. I mean, it makes sense for them to have those metrics, but it, it kind of sucks for those those shows that are good that maybe don't get that many views but they're very good it's great content and it sucks that those can't come out now it's just all becoming blockbusters it does seem that they commit at least from my perspective that netflix always seems to give it two seasons we'll we'll give it two seasons mm-hmm. we'll give it a go unless it's just a complete mm-hmm. boner well there's um, a <laughs> south park episode about them just buying everything putting everything on the air calling it a day they were throwing shit at the wall there for yeah. a while it seemed yeah i watched a lot of that shit too <laughs> It's subscription based. I mean, they're yeah, they've they got to figure it out. So what was the? Uh, I, well, I people forgot. were just kind of creeped out by that. They knew that they'd watched it every day for the past eighteen days. The fifty-three people had. But is that? Do you think it that's is a good really, question though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made you? you think. But how many people are still doing it? I mean, well, you may be creeped out by it, but you're still going to watch it because they have good eighteen content. days in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or more. Well, I mean, these were super loyalists that they kind of offended. Right. But so. it made every you know a million was it other a kids people movie think? or something. I, I don't know anything about the movie. That's what I'm guessing. I, I, I know, know my kids will watch the same movie ten days in a row. Oh yeah. Well, Jim Jim's <laughs> homework tonight is actually to go home and watch Christmas Prince. <laughs> Thanks. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, right. I'll let the kids watch it. <laughs> See if it's any good. Daddy, why are we watching Christmas stuff in February? <laughs> so, all right. Well, here's one that. Um, I don't know what this has to do with ROI, but I wanted to show it because it was a Super Bowl ad that I liked. <laughs> so let's play this ad. You ready? Did you watch Super Bowl? I did. Okay. And so this ad with 30 seconds in the Super Bowl this year was $5.5 million, I heard. This is $5.5 million worth of advertising. Deets right. nuts. What are those? These? Deets nuts. Deets and Watson. Deets nuts. Those are nuts. Deets nuts aren't nut nuts. Deets nuts are... Meat nuts. Those are meat nuts. Meat nuts. <laughs> They're Deets nuts. And get one of those. Go ahead. Grab a handful of Deets nuts. 
Uh, get a good grip in there. <laughs> I didn't see this. Hey, Chris. How do you eat nice taste? <laughs> He's just... That'd be delicious. <laughs> what a fun snack. <laughs> Deets and Watson. These nuts are meat nuts. Meat nuts. Now, we don't really know what the ROI on that's going to be, but I have to believe. I did not see that. I know. I, I didn't either. <clears throat> that must have been a local. No. That was a national. Yeah. Was it? That's the guy from The Office. and yeah, I know. Greg right, yeah. uh, Robinson. Yeah. I didn't, I, I did, the other guy you saw familiar. it in the game? Yeah. I was at a party, I so that. I missed it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I have to believe that that's going to return the five million bucks for Deets Nuts. How many people? I, well, it's, I'm yeah. surprised. I personally it only know has, people that had never heard of that brand, and they searched sure. it and found it. And here's what I'm found out where they can buy them. Two, only 228,000 views. That's a lot of views. Is that them? That's theirs. That's the Deets and Watson YouTube page. It could have been copied and reposted, I mean, yeah. but. Probably. I'm surprised that it's not more views. I would assume that's something that would be shared a lot. Or I'll tell you what, if this didn't, I think they should keep going with, What's that, <laughs> with that joke. It they was, do a, it was a more. really good ad, but it was a copied ad, right? Like, we've seen that ad before. The Kmart, I, I shit my pants. Oh, my God, I forgot yeah. about it. I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> using a, pants, a yeah. pun, you know, <laughs> to be funny. And it was good. It was well executed. Right. But I like him being ballsy <laughs> well going back to the nuts the measurement and the roi thing it is were they better off spending 5.5 million and running that in the super bowl or spending 5.5 million over maybe the course of a year yeah, yeah. on a, a season and maybe putting it in ncaa tournament well yeah and, they could have done being the same in a month spot. of ads so speaking of measurements uh the one measure measurement i would love to know is what's the percentage of my commercial that someone's actually completing right so when you buy digital video ads, mm-hmm. one of the big statistics is the, skip. The, the the percentage of the ad that they they watch or how much of the ad they watch if it's 10 seconds of a 30 or whatever. Um, the Super Bowl is probably the only television broadcast pro, <laughs> you know program that has like a 85%, 90% completion yeah. rate, which is you yep. know unheard of. There are people that watch it just for the commercials. Just for the commercials. So to me, you cannot get... It's really hard to, to measure an engaged audience but it's something that I always look for, like a like something a sports program. Somebody's a lot more engaged. They're watching. They're going to be a lot more likely to watch the commercials. The Super Bowl, you can't beat it, right? So to me, I would much rather if it was you know apples to apples, money to money, spend it on the Super Bowl for th- for that engaged audience that's actually watching the entire thirty second ad. I like yeah, that answer because I, I wasn't I thinking that from the start. My first thought was, well, I'd spend it over a longer period of time, get more expo, but. You're right. I mean, it, how many it, how many people it, are going to watch it? The question for me is what that five point five. I'm assuming you know if, if that, that's what they paid. What percentage of their marketing budget is was that ad? You know, was that eighty percent for the whole year, or was, was that, that only five percent? Back in 5%. the eighties, Master Lock it was one hundred. Was it Master Lock? One hundred percent of their ad budget was the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl commercial. That it was, was it. it was the bullet coming at the the lock yep. and it being mm-hmm. stopped. Yep. That was their one hundred percent of their ad budget for the entire year. It's I remember that ad. I mean, and stuck, you could still, still yeah. do that. You know, yeah. you, you could. I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure they'll do some other advertising, but if they didn't, they 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 were out there. I guarantee you that that's that, been but, shared around that that commercial yeah. after the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and there was, and, and I didn't pay as much attention this year as in years past. So how, you said what five point, and then how much for 5. the actor, 5 and then was, how much for the yeah, production company? Exactly. I mean, they they invested probably ten million dollars in that. Uh, yeah. The article I read the day after the Super Bowl said that the the average that was spent on production was five million. So huh. between production and but, 
If, if it was million. average, it was ten and a half million that people Jesus. spent on a Super Bowl ad. Well, it better be worth so, it. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you think that ad got shared? Well, they deliver you those uh, those leads. There you go. I don't know if they're shit leads, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many times it was shared. Here's the thing: if I walk, how I measure things like that. If I'm the advertiser, you had never heard of that before. If I never. all of a sudden walked into a store and saw Deeds Nuts, yeah, would I be like? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pick up the bag. I'm gonna take a look at them. Uh, you know, what I, mean? I would contemplate. I never would have. I never would have in the past. But because of this, I personally. And would. my guess is half of their uh, market for this wasn't the customer. It was probably all the gas stations and big. Yeah. Hey, if they're gonna spend money in a Super Bowl ad, let's throw their products on the shelves because people are gonna be coming in the next day. They probably got orders ahead of the Super Bowl just for that. They probably got their yeah. money back before they spent the ten million dollars. And know, in the and in the PC edgy. world that we we all talk about with edgy advertising that. Definitely went it's there. Probably the edgiest on the Super Bowl. Well, there was that. What was the other ad? Uh, the the frozen meal. The the guy that's watching frozen meal porn food. Frozen oh, food porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Devour. Yeah. That was the ad. It's like a mac and cheese or something. Ma- it was, it's yeah. all frozen food. Yeah. That was probably the. I'll play it. My boyfriend is addicted to frozen food porn. Oh, I should. Oh. He watches it at least two to three times a day. Maybe more. The other day, I it's found his together. hidden stash. Like cheese, Kleenex all under the bed. <laughs> his addiction has turned him into a three-minute man. The garage is the best. Smelling the... I tried to spice things up, but it didn't really work. She's in lingerie and he just focused on the... He's doing it as much food. at work. As he is at home. <laughs> it looks like he's stirring, he's stirring it up, but you couldn't see the, <laughs> yeah. the plate. This is the best. Now we are into amateur food videos. So hot. I did not see this one. I saw this. This, is, this addiction can happen to anyone. But what they did that a lot of companies resist. are trying to do is they made a version that was worse than that originally that got rejected. And so they could put it out there, and it was a huge news story that right. Devour, you know, first-time advertiser, Created gets a rejected some publicity ad, for them. and then they had to create. You know, obviously it was a it's, it's a PR stunt, yep. but <laughs> I saw and I remember the ad from the Super Bowl because I saw it before the Super Bowl, and that's really interesting. If you're going to spend all this money to put it on the Super Bowl, all these companies now putting well, it out before the Super Bowl. We well, talked about that with Gillette. And Gillette never aired that ad during the Super Bowl. And no, there was a story about it actually. It I, I tweeted it a after Super Bowl ad. A couple of weeks before the the toxic masculinity yeah, yeah. ad, that they they use the time they book to run a different product instead of running the toxic masculinity ad. So, so they kind of checked it out with the market and. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, and then they end up getting both out and they hit the people they want. While we're so, there, so. what do you guys think about that one? Because that is a kind of interestingly controversial. Do you think it still works out from an ROI standpoint in the, in the wash? The Gillette ad. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about that, and Sorry. I said, I think Jim and Jessica both thought it would improve their sales. I thought it would in the end, and my example was Nike when yep. the, it was something similar. Yeah, and then everyone hated them, but their stock went up. Their three sales years went from up. now, I think it probably will, depending on if they decide not to go to that mm-hmm. that that plan from I, here and on I, out. I, I, think I don't think it's. it's I don't think it's going to make a difference either way. Probably. Yeah. No, I really they're don't. such a big company. Yeah. yeah. If they were a small company, that would be a lot. You would take that risk, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I by would. the way, you said you have a Gillette Mach 3? Yes. I, I looked when I got home. I have a Mach 3 Turbo, so mine's better. Oh, mine might be a Turbo. Mine's, nah. eight, mine's eight flaccid, so. 
<laughs> I got that's two a, Gillette Mach 3s. <laughs> that's the thing. We're going to do a show in the future on brand integrity. That I love when companies just stamp another word on a product, and then it's supposed turbo. to be better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it <laughs> makes you think. Turbo, you think it's well, better, yeah, right? Yeah, you just have the, the, the Mach, Mach 3, and I have the Mach 3 Turbo. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean. the difference. When, when all the razors are black, and you see the one that's like silver, and it's got some green, you're like, I want that, fucking, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one looks, it's $8 it more, but, but I kind of. And it's turbo. It's prettier. Oh, I don't know. I'll fill Nothing. in his host here, so any of these ads that we watch, are they, are they boners? Are they, oh, or, yeah. come on. All right. Come let's on. let's play the guys, game. I thought these were both brilliant. Um, the results? Oh, brilliant. They're, 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 they work, right? Is it brilliant? Is it, is it the Chrysler ad from six years ago? No, because that ad's been done. But for their audience, it's, it's right. super smart. And, and, and they're creative. They're edgy. Especially in, in, our, in our time, a lot of places are afraid to be a little edgy. Right now, don't you? Would you agree? I agree. I Those are probably the, the ads we just talked about. I think were the probably the two best Super Bowl ads for my money. Um, most effective. I can't remember the, too many of the ads. Like they're just not. I remember the one local ad. Um, the Mike, very first Mike ad Morris, in the game was it. the. Um, the very first ad in the game was the mermaid seltzer water. Nope, don't uh, even remember it. Yeah, yeah, it was the very first spot and the very first, and it's a, either a Budweiser or Miller product that's coming out to go at what, like White Claw. Huh. You guys know what White Claw yeah, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, it's a, it's a, same thing. I, I think Miller makes White Claw, and this is Budweiser's version, and, it's, and the logo is two mermaids, and it was two mermaids underwater. And the ad did absolutely nothing for me, and it was so. I uh, saw it and don't even remember it. Yeah, and that, that Monday morning, you know, we had a staff meeting and we talked about the Super Bowl, and no one even brought that ad up. It, I don't know. The only thing, because I didn't check as many as I should have afterwards, but <laughs> a mermaid ad. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of talk I heard was that how bad the ads were this year. Yeah. And, well, how and safe they were. That was the, well, the thought I had, right, was they were bad because they were safe. And, yeah. And nobody wanted to stick their neck out and mm-hmm. be called out for offending somebody. Um, Except for devouring. It was Devour still safe. Devouring offended people, <laughs> but, you know, the people that eat frozen food, probably single they men, mm-hmm. they don't give a, sh- you know, no, a shit. No, they so, shouldn't. Uh, now, I would love to have a female on, on this panel to be like, does that offend you? Because my, my guess is if you have half of a sense of humor, it probably doesn't. And right, I bet it, 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 the ones it does offend, they're not buying that stuff anyways. Yeah. They're buying broccoli. <laughs> no, and exactly. Until you organic. make a calculated yeah. decision, that's, this ROI is going to, you know, the, the juice mm-hmm. is worth the squeeze on, on the little bit of controversy that we're going to create. Absolutely. We actually have a listener question this week. Really? Which I don't we, think we have. That, that one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have more than one. We have like three. All right, listen. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we have some good ones coming up too. So, uh, hey guys, love the show. Would like your advice on a dilemma I have. I own a lawn care service in Akron, Ohio, and we purchased an expensive, at least for us, direct marketing campaign last spring. Uh, we had our best summer ever as a business, um, but we only get, gained a handful of customers from the direct mail piece. And the ones we gained didn't even cover the cost of the mailer. My mm. question is, should I try this again, look for something else, or save my money and not advertise this spring? Thanks, Tom Anderson, Akron, Ohio. Well, I have an answer. I mean, if it's your best summer ever, I'm, what are his metrics? How does he know exactly? Probably well, just by asking He them, had his right? best summer ever, but he only got a few people that referenced Actually, the Actually, direct. direct from was the, he asking every new customer, hey, did you happen to get my piece of mail or... And and maybe he have you did. met people that run 
uh, lawn care services. <laughs> They're probably you, not I, asking. You can definitely cross out stop advertising, right? Yeah. Like that's the answer that yeah. you shouldn't be doing. You should be, he's doing exactly what you should be doing. It's questioning the results that yeah. you got. Um, sit down with the DR. What is his opinion of this? Is this common? I'm guessing it's probably common in, in direct response. Like I might, uh, with, with mailers, that's the one piece of, thanks for having me on the panel. That's the one type mm-hmm. of thing that I don't do a lot of, but anything you do, you got to be skeptical. You got to look at the results. You got to try to judge it off your gut. And if you if you yourself don't think it was you know created the ROI that you're looking for, try something else. Try yeah. Instagram. Try yeah. And you know what? Instagram is free. Really, I mean, if you can talk to the right people, <laughs> you can. There's you can no run reason. A, my guess is a lawn service is a small lawn service. You have like yeah. a ten square miles that you're or twenty yeah. square miles that you're going to be going in Akron, or maybe maybe you're covering the whole DMA. Uh, throw a quick blanket around that. Look for people that are homeowners. Throw on Instagram, spend not a lot of money, and you'll yeah. get some clicks and put your price. Also, yeah, Tom, I would love if you would have, um, if you want to email us this after, and you know we'll answer you directly on email. But if you would have attached the offer, I would like to have seen seen the DRPs. what it says because yeah, the, the piece right. might have been something that wasn't that valuable, but it still made people call his lawn service, but they didn't use the coupon or whatever it was. And, and that's why offer. this needs to be a longer conversation because my next yeah. question would be okay if it wasn't the mailer that you sent out and you had your best summer what else do you attribute it to right. yeah, were you getting a lot more referrals what else could you attribute it yeah. to yeah my guess is that's a referral business right so some ref- Mostly, you, got some, yeah. you definitely got some referrals but if if you had your best summer summer ever try it again hey you know, it's almost march right now tom you've got to <laughs> figure out what you're doing and do it now <laughs> and do it now and you know what you, you have because to make that investment this summer and Chances are, I would say, you're going to have another great summer. If you have the worst summer ever, then maybe that's a different story. I think there's mm-hmm. some other questions. Um, we would, and, and, Mike, I'd love to follow up on, with him as well. Yeah. Have him email back. I'd love to yeah. you know, uh, ask some questions, and, and we'll try to follow up with some, some yeah. uh, better advice, more so, informed advice. So, again, our tip this week was you can't rely on just one form of measurement. You can't just say people are coming to this page or calling this 800 number based on one thing you're doing. You need to... Look at it over a long period of time and study it and then evaluate how you think it impacted you positively or negatively, just like with this listener's question. Yeah. And it's, so. I still like that one guy that uh, just said, here's $100,000. I'll talk to you in yeah. a year. <laughs> and if you have the nerves or lack of nerves to be able to do that, He, he then did great. that for about six years in a row, and he every year told me his business grew. And grew. And grew. And, and he, he just attributed it to... Did he look at nothing? It. I mean, did you guys... Were you guys taking care of him? I mean, what, 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 do, you, what do you think? Um, I think... That, well, the campaign was with a sports radio station. Okay. And uh, he did... And they did broadcasts from there, and they did events there. And they, he, he, it was an annual campaign, so they were constantly... You know, in every show, doing live reads for the bar, saying, "Come so to our favorite round, bar." And then when it's March Madness, did, they're talking about that. Right. When it's Super Bowl, they're talking. So they're, about yeah, it was all they timely copy. Changing things out. Or yeah. Who was in charge of the copy? Was he still on top of that? Uh, he had yeah, to be he's, following it to he's, a degree. Yeah, he sent over you know bullet points every week, and and he kind of counted on. He had two different um, hosts on the sports station that he was using to talk about you know why they like to come there, yep. and you know it. It, it worked for me as a listener, not as a person that worked there. Yeah. Um, hearing yeah. the ad made me think on a Friday night, you know, what, let's go up there and watch the game. Let's catch, yeah. you know, and, and friends. And I started hearing might it be up there. You know, one of the DJs might be. And up it there. definitely separated his business from every other sports bar in Metro Detroit, you know, because there's how many? Yeah. Countless. <laughs> a ton. Thousands. Right. Yeah. Um, so it made him stand out and. It definitely worked for him. He had a central location, which I, I don't. I think helped because he could use 
you know, a lot of people don't like to advertise on things like radio and TV when they're in a fringe part of a market sure. because they can only draw from sure. their area. Sm- so. Yeah, that small. Mm-hmm. Average person's not going to go for the 10 miles to a bar. Definitely miles to a not. Bar. Yeah. The interesting thing about this, and in, in this is the power of advertising, is the bar itself was very, very average. average. Sure. It wasn't, yeah. there was nothing special. Um, <clears throat> but he ended up selling it. He got into a different business and the, the next owner didn't advertise at all. And the place is really? out of business now. Really? Yeah. I think I know what your place you're talking about. I six locations. All of them are gone. I can't remember the name, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's Robert. We some more questions. I like, yeah. I like those listener questions. That's yeah, nice. they're good. Jim doesn't always send them all to me. He kind of hangs <laughs> on to them. On. Let's see if we have um, another one. He's that going came to sign in into Gmail now. <laughs> yeah, sign in. I'll go to the marketing tools podcast at gmail.com, which is and my password is. Actually, somebody, a uh, listener DM'd me on um, Facebook and sent me a really good topic. And we are actually going to have that listener on as a guest on our show. Nice. Uh, that's how crazy we are. At the marketing tool, I, I asked her, I said, it's a great topic. We'll do it. Will you come on and talk about it with us? And she said, yes. So don't be afraid to send us topics. Maybe we'll put you on. There Maybe you if you don't want to be on, Robert will do it for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a last minute filling. <laughs> Appreciate that, John. Yeah. That no was problem. edited your direction. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, it was aimed. aimed. That was aimed right at the computer. Okay. Straight ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did we learn anything so anyways, from this, guys? I don't know. Do we help anyone? Did yeah, any, I think anyone we learn did. How to the guy in Akron, maybe. Maybe do that. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, you put that all together with, you know, not, you can't, it's, it's really difficult, would you agree, just to focus on one, unless, like you said, you're on one medium, you're just on radio or TV. It's really difficult without that margin of error to, to know. And, that, and, and that's, well, it's Henry Ford, I, I wish I knew what year. He probably said this in like 1930. <laughs> but it's dead on today, right? Probably half of my advertising budget works. I just don't know which half. It's I wish I knew which half. I, I think yeah. that was the quote, and, and that's exactly right. I, you, everyone is wasting money, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't care if you're spending $100 or you're spending a million dollars. You're wasting money somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's just if if it's still working <laughs> and you're still getting you know getting a big profit from it y- you want to limit the waste and you and you try you try to cut down here and but you you can't pull back too much and you can't once you get uh, you're growing you're growing the brand you you can't it's hard to stop well i sort of you wonder about momentum. that too because even robert if you're trying to measure um say you're doing tv and, and radio at the same time yeah and you're using uh, self reporting how, yeah. how much is and let's say everyone's reporting tv how many people are reporting TV, but they're seeing both, and one is boosting the other, or vice versa? I, you know, you can't definitely, really tell. Right? I can't tell what the crossover is. I can't mm-hmm. tell what people are listening to this radio station that are also watching the TV. My guess is there's a decent amount of that that that's all working together, right? They're they're seeing on on TV, they're hearing on the radio. Um, I think the radio actually, I've thought about this, is going to get a little bit. I think somebody is more likely to put radio. Than TV because they're, they're especially with a sixty second ad or a live read. Yeah, you have an emotional Attachment. connection to yeah. it. Yeah, you hear it. Hey, I, I hear that ad every day. I've been thinking about it. Um, it, that I like that guy that's talking about this, and they they want to like, I want to give credit to that yeah. guy. Yeah, I and I I've noticed with radio is that uh, listeners are more they're they're bonded with the station they listen to. Right, they they're a fan of the station. 
Yeah. With TV, you're a fan of the show. Well, that's why you so could you do that care. guy's example of here's $100,000 I'll see in a year. You could do that yeah. with a radio station that you've identified as your market. TV, there, there's no way you're going to do that because the it's, money's going to go all over the place. Yep. Yeah. And um, how much do you think like radio over television? Part of my, my theory on that is everything is so visual. You're so visually focused on everything that... The radio tends to it. It just strikes a different chord. It's a little deeper than seeing something, or it seems to be filling in the blanks with your own. You do this with yeah. music, right? You're sitting there listening to music, and you're and you're off thinking about your own world. I think you do that with with a TV commercial as well. You and and that's why a lot of brands. If you can't make a good, you can make yourself look bad on TV, yeah. oh. right? You can make yourself look way smaller than you yeah. even are on TV by putting some rinky dink ad together, spending no money. Where on radio, you can make yourself a lot easier. You hand hand the creative over to the 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 radio station. Say, hey, make me a great ad, and it's going to sound like a big, yeah, right. Brand. Like you're a big thing. Yeah, you're a big brand. A lot easier. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the big thing with the difference. It's a lot easier to. to Fuck up TV. It's I, I completely agree. It's it's like reading a book. You know, whenever you read a book and then you see the movie, people always say oh, the book was way better because sure. you were filling in all that stuff in your mind. Yeah, you built that. You painted you, your own picture. Right. I love the it, people yeah. that get vivid. you cast him. That's not how. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't cast him how you in your head envisioned, envisioned him. him. Yeah. yeah, and the way you envisioned him was better than then who. The, God, it's yeah. crazy. But yeah, to your point, that's the power of radio and that's where if you're a first time advertiser you don't have a ton of experience um you want to get out and you want to do something bigger mm-hmm. than than what you're doing radio is a lot easier faster you know of a, a and a safer uh choice as long as you can kind of you know have have a little bit of thought into what radio station you're picking yeah yeah um it it, it just it, it just is mm-hmm and like you said, radio stations tend to be more of the same audience all day as opposed to because they're playing the same type of music. You're going to come mean, back to music. that station. Yeah. As opposed to flipping on Channel 4 because you like their news doesn't mean you're going to like their <clears throat> evening shows or their daytime shows. Right. I agree. With cable networks, you, you know, it, there are ways. There, there are similar radio stations, like, you know, some cable networks. But, yeah, for the most part, the, the biggest challenge for a small business is creating an ad and you can like you said you can make you can make yourself look pretty bad with with a really <laughs> yeah, bad TV ad. <laughs> you really can oh i'm, I'm gonna dvr <laughs> some of these and we'll use some in a future episode where we'll the worst thing you could Facebook. do on radio is just be forgettable you know what i mean yeah. that's the worst thing you can do on radio is just be a forgettable not stand out, not stand out at all yeah. just be white noise uh where the worst thing you can do on tv is look horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> try to do too much we'll do you just uh, i don't know what you did yeah so We'll see what happens, but uh, it was great. Thanks for coming on the show again. Yeah. Second time around now. Thanks for f- filling in. <laughs> You're like, asshole. This is probably long enough to be two topics. You guys just want to do it. Or a, maybe a, a even three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want to do a quick another intro? We can just talk about, I don't Should know. I start it over? <laughs> yeah, let's start over at Scratches. Yeah. Okay. Start, let's I don't do like the way it sounded. We could do the opening again where you, you know. All right. I I'll listen. I'll be here. Oh, God. You got to share it, it too. Is it that bad, or can you edit no. what we, we did? Good. I, but why not do another one? Where would you got to be, Jim? What do you mean? I don't have anywhere to be. Give him a second shot at it. Uh, do the same one? Do the same a little better. Do better. No, then we lose all the <laughs> all the genuine <laughs> shit. You, I don't know. You believe in this? Clip it together. Yeah. I've been around Drew too much. <laughs> well, he's a good guy to be around. Nah, That's what he's talking about. Yeah, the first time was good. <laughs> I had it in the can. 
Well, that's the best way to do it. It's, it's the best time. For, I found First if, cut gym. If I, if I no, tried to, yeah, one take. <laughs> All right. Well, right, guys, nice should we just do a whole nother episode? Nice pod. Hey, hey, if nice you want to have one in the bag, next time somebody drops out, you can just do two now. <laughs> no, we want to call you in last fill minute. Fill me in. <laughs> that's our, when you do your best work. Our topic today is how to promote a podcast. <laughs> We should do that. How to promote a podcast. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, please call in. We got a whole nother episode. Do you want to do another one? Yeah, okay. Do I got to go pee. We're going to take a break. All right. Let's take, take a break. Let's take go five. Pee. Yeah. Let's take five.